Good evening, dandies. Welcome to Undetermined, the podcast. Leslie, welcome back. We're glad to have you again. Yeah, thank you very much. Few things have happened since the last time we talked, but you know, I think it's all okay now. I think we fixed everything since then. Right. Have you like what? What have you got a new president like? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it's gone from bad to worse. He might not be feeling too well after uh, the rally. Really bad. Yeah, yeah. I just read an article that uh, they I had six staffers test positive. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're headed to the rally or whatever, and they next yeah, them yeah. going. Oh, yeah. Goodness, Tulsa just seems like such a bad idea. It does. Yeah. See, we didn't know nobody over here. I don't think. Have you? Did you know anything about Tulsa? I think we knew nothing about what happened in Tulsa in the nineteen twenties. Oh, oh really? it was a big I mean, massacre, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Black Wall Street. It's My it's God. just not that commonly known amongst white people in general. Um, it's really not. I mean, I'll, I'll be completely honest. I didn't know about it until, like, uh, a, a comic book series I read a long time ago. Watchmen. Yeah. Watchmen, yeah. They right. brought it up. Yeah, that's, oh. where, that's where I learned about it, yeah. Well, that's what um, didn't Trent and Atticus, or was it Nine Inch Nails, did the the um, music for the TV series for that? The yeah. Watchmen, just yeah, because mm-hmm. I saw a little bit of it just before the Pig Face tour started. Mary and I were watching a bit of it. It looked really good. Oh yeah, really good show, and it's a, it was a graphic novel before that, as a comic. Yeah, yeah, I got the original back in eighty five. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark's I'm not I'm not a big comic head, but that's one of them I really like. It's a good choice. It is good. Yeah. I usually go you know, for the artwork over the story. Yes. Out, but uh Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and the thing is it was like when he was gonna schedule it on Juneteenth originally, I actually gave him the benefit of the doubt for a second. I was like, maybe he's going to try some half-assed attempt to smooth over racism in America and like use Juneteenth as like, you know, his platform. But it's like, nope, apparently he just wasn't even aware of it. You know, (laughs) it's like a lot of people didn't know and the world (laughs) should thank me for making it better. No, he really wants credit for making Juneteenth more known of. Right. Even though he didn't even know what it was. Right. When he scheduled the rally. <laughs> but he made it famous. I do love the way that if he if he hasn't heard of it, he automatically tweets something like, Oh nobody had ever heard of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. A lot of people didn't know this. Mm. No, we did. Because he knows people never Yeah. So um has it happened yet or is it is it still going on? The no, it's, not, it's not happened. Well, it's not happened yet. The rally's not happened yet. Yeah, right? no, no. They're, they're they're converging, but uh, it's today, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right. yeah. So it might be happening right now. I don't know. It might be. I don't know what the time is, but it was originally supposed to be yesterday, which was Juneteenth. Yeah. And then they, I think they're doing it today, and something like a hundred thousand were coming into Tulsa. People were camping out. They're doing all kinds of. They're doing it indoors, <laughs> and, and Tulsa is one of the hot spots mm. for COVID right now. Mm-hmm. Then those all those guys that bust in are just going to bust back to wherever they came from, carrying little passengers with them. Oh yeah, and yep. and will explode again. right. And this is the population that doesn't th- that thinks it's a big conspiracy, mm-hmm. and we don't have to. You know, we're just trying to attack their freedoms by making them wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Oh, isn't that pathetic? Scary. I'm kind of, I've kind of given up trying to argue against them, though. It's, I think it's pointless. You can't. It's pointless. They're, they're, it's like they have made their choice, and regardless of whatever argument is presented to them, no matter how good the argument is, they're just ignoring it because it's a choice. Yeah, right. Nothing to do with reality or fact or anything. They are adamant they're, they're going with the orange one. Yeah. It's like Sam Harris says, isn't it? If you if somebody doesn't believe in reason and logic, 
Mm. You can't use reason and logic, logic. on them. It doesn't right. work. Right. You block them. You block them. You tell them to fuck off. <laughs> and you shun them like the shunnable things they are. That's what you do. Yeah. You are shunned. You're shunned from here. <laughs> Never come back. But yeah, I mean, that's what you're seeing. I mean, you see it too on social media. It's just funny. They used to go on tirades trying to defend him. Yeah. And now somebody used to eviscerate any argument. He had just like his, his thing the other day with, you know, we'd have significantly less cases of COVID-19 if we just stopped testing for it, wouldn't we? Right. You know, it's like, yeah, we, yeah, we would. Yeah, honey. No, <laughs> right. The best analogy I've heard for that is it's like saying we'd have less pregnancy <laughs> if we stopped testing right. for it. Uh, yeah, Bye. and it's like you know, but all you'll see in rebuttal is Trump twenty twenty. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they just don't even bother anymore. They're just like you know, they're holding up a, a sign. <laughs> At this point, they just want to stop. Right? Uh, where are you guys? We're right in the middle. Wait, what part of the country are you in? I'm forgotten. The Red Sea. Yeah. What? Um, when Missouri. Missouri. Oh. Yeah, Matt's in Kansas City. Yes. And. And I'm in Colombia. Right. So, I mean, Colombia is sort of a, a, like I say before, it's a blue island. It's where all the universities are and stuff in the middle of the. Right. You know, we're pretty liberal right here, but then round of us until you get to Kansas City or St. Louis is just a sea of red. Right. Within the the cities in Missouri, those are mostly blue. Uh Uh-huh. The rest of the states are very deep red. Yep. Isn't that kind of true for pretty much everywhere, though? You know, I'm kind of my mates in New Orleans say, "Well, New Orleans is totally blue. As soon as you get out of the city, it's all yeah. red." And you know, like, unless you're in California or 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 yeah, it's, it's very misleading, though, isn't it? Because uh, because when you look on the map, right. the counties may be red, but they may have like seven hundred people, people in them, whereas the cities, mm-hmm. you know, thousands of millions. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, Louisiana's got a Democratic government, governor, I think. Aye, it? I think so. Aye. Um, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you guys think he's still going to – because I remember last time we spoke, you totally thought he was going to get it. Well, I mean, I think it's still a possibility. I read this thing from Michael Moore today that one thing that really kind of stood out to me with it is that we're just not that jazzed about Biden either. Yeah. And we we all kind of know what happened last time that everybody kind of voted for the lesser of two evils or – you know, nobody was really stoked about Hillary either. Yeah. And uh, especially in the swing areas, you know, we've got that issue of the electoral college here, just like you're, you're talking about with the mm. small counties around us having such minimal populations. But, you know, and the same thing goes for states in general. They, they just get more and more seats. They get, they get more and more votes. Mm. I mean, you got to remember, he, he lost the popular vote. Yeah. The electoral college is absurd. I mean, it's sort of, what is it? I think it's all like 14 55, people, it? oh. 55 Californians are equivalent to one Wyoming voter. Right. Oh my God. Really? Oh my God. In the so, Senate, yeah. Why? <laughs> why? Why? Well, they argue that they, we don't want a president of California. We want a president of everybody. And we want equal representation. That's the only way we can do it is by taking votes from you. Right. And you give us some of your votes. And. <sighs> Turns out just all the flyby areas and all the areas with rural populations and everything else add up to so many more votes yeah. that, you know, you'll see. Right. Yeah. That, that's what happens. I make the argument all the time with them, too, because they don't, they're oh, anti-socialist. And I'm like, this is the socialist as it gets. <laughs> right. Aye. Absolutely. Aye. When your vote means absolutely nothing and it's going to be decided by, you know, yep. somebody at the top. Somebody privileged. Somebody is privileged to be part of the electoral college. Right. Technically, vote does not count for the presidency. It doesn't. It yeah. comes down yeah. to whoever is got the electoral college votes, uh-huh. and they can still choose whatever they want yeah, to. That's do. the crazy shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> they can just, you know, they can look at everybody's votes, even if it's popular, and say, you know what, uh, I'm the representative. Nope, I'm not going to vote for him. <laughs> just change their mind. So your vote can literally get thrown away. How many electoral college people are there? How many votes in electoral college? Oh, you're asking me too many government questions. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's per state. I can, fill in that, I can fill you in on that. Well, I, 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 I need 270 so, votes to win. Is it? It sounds like yours is just about as bad as mine because, like, Scotland doesn't have a vote either. Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland don't have a much of a vote. Ours doesn't matter for the British uh, Parliament either. Oh. 
But then, you know, the north of England is kind of like Scotland anyway, and they're fucked. <laughs> they, I, think, I think they get the worst of both worlds because they're just ignored by, they're ignored by the British government pretty much. And, they, and, the, and the, Scotland has to be, they have to kind of pay us at least lip service. More or less. We live in, we live in quite a, I suppose it will be a purple state. Yes. If, uh, our county. But um, I moved here, I used to live in London for 30 years, and I had no idea when I moved here to the south of Scotland. I moved in next door to uh, just a fantastic singer and like a personality, <laughs> a really cool person. It was the luckiest neighbour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have lots of money to say that. And one of my mates works in the music industry. He worked in, he worked in LA in music production. And um, when he uh, saw Leslie's name on my Facebook friends, he went, oh, my God, is that Leslie Rankin? Oh, I love pig Oh, my God, she's so amazing. You live next door to Leslie. Yeah, she's a big fan. <laughs> That's awesome. Can I get her autograph? I was like, I'm sure. You know what? I'm going to say that of all of our guests, you've probably got more of a reaction from other guests. Yeah, yeah. Than, yeah, we've got that. You've got some fans. Yeah. All right. Wow. Is that because I swear a lot and I'm usually drunk? No, several of them have just been like, wow. Yeah. You're a a musician's musician. We get a lot of musicians that are like, oh, that's nice. Well, she's even trying to make a musician out of me. I mean, I got Logic Pro X installed on my new Mac just randomly. And and, uh, we were listening to a new track of Leslie's. And I said, oh, this would be, it'd be really good to do a, like a dance mix of this, a dub mix with the vocals. Mm -hmm. And she had said, right, that's your job. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. She's just trying to farm out the work. That's a lot of editing. Yeah. Well, no, the new remix of the real track are amazing. I mean, her brother has done an amazing job. Amazing production job on them. Yeah, he does. He's a good lad. My big really brother. Good. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, especially that's what kind of spurred me. Uh, yeah. I wanted to get you back on us to talk about that. And um, so remixing Saltpeter. Yes. And how is the the process going on that? I mean, it, the tracks come out just great, but how's it going? It's fits and starts, I suppose. It's, it's like mostly fueled by panic because I, I meant to do it last year, but then my mum got ill and we were looking after her and stuff. And then she died it, it, a couple of months ago. And, and I was thinking, well, it's just too late to do anything now. Yeah. And then one, one night I came up with some, I can't remember what, it, oh, I came up with, a version of the whole is equal, not the one that's actually gone out, but I came up with another version of it, and it was really good. And I thought, "Fuck uh-huh. it, let's go for it." Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So I think we've just we're now just going hell for leather to try and. And I I thought the other thing is I thought there was only nine tracks on Sophia, <laughs> and it turned so we've got what, 11 songs. Well, not um, I've already done a new version of Flipping the Bird. So um, we're just remaking them all completely from scratch. And um, so, so that basically we don't, we don't have to go to Sony and say, can we have the rights to the release this or have to deal with anybody in an office. We're just, because we're completely remaking it. Oh, nice. So they can all fuck off. Right. And um, we're just doing it all ourselves. Just, but just to get it out there and to get it, you know, because it's 25 years since it was released. So, yeah. and your brother's a guitarist. Aye. Uh, I mean, my brother's just, my brother has always been a musician since he was like nine or whatever. He started playing guitar. And he's one of these guys that can pick up any instrument and, and just play it within like five minutes. Mm. And he's a brilliant producer and he's got a fantastic ear and really good at mixing in particular. Mm. And, and also, he knows what I like. And he is like he knows I like it a bit weirder than anybody else. Uh-huh. I heard the I heard the really raw versions before Leslie sent it to her brother, and then when it when they came back and mm. done all these things. I mean, I, I used to DJ myself, so I've got a little bit of an ear for mm. for some stuff. And um, I was really impressed with what with the depth um, that he'd added to them, and he just really created a kind of brightness around certain Aye. tracks. He'd really balance the vocals nicely it was really it was really superb yes 
because I'm I'm the good, I'm good at coming up with ideas and the farty little weird sounds and stuff like that. But you know, they they need some they need to put together a little high, but they need to, they need polished up, right? A bit of sparkle to them to make them actually listenable. <laughs> right. So were you able to were you able to get any of your masters or anything from that original? Uh, no. Well, I, I actually spoke to them last year. I spoke to somebody in their offices and they had all but two of the masters Sony have somewhere in some script somewhere. So, which is, I was quite surprised because I, I just imagined that they, they would have chucked them in a garbage can about 10 years ago or something, you know? Right, well, shit, we were talking about that big fire that happened in 2003. Yeah. Uh, fire. Yeah. What fire? Oh, fire. 2008, I think they had. Oh, right. Yeah, they had a big fire. Lost tons of masters. Oh, tons of masters. Yeah. Classic ones. Yeah. Wow. Like Billy Holiday type masters. Oh, yeah. They had a lot of stuff from the 90s, too. And, like, no doubt, it just comes right. to the top of my head that they lost theirs for, like, Tragic Kingdom. Right. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, they're not really making that. I mean, the fire was public knowledge and, and, and everything, but they're not really, like, there was a lawsuit, too, against them. Right. Like when Stefani, I think it was because like they didn't inform anybody. They're just waiting for people to call and say, "Hey, yeah, uh, um, can I get a hold of those?" Ma- um, <laughs> we kind of lost those. Uh, yeah, so they're not like informing people. Oh, um, or they weren't. I have no idea. Yeah, obviously somebody ran out with mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some treasured soul grabbed mine from the vault. Right. And mm-hmm. down Wait. <laughs> 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 Grab Ruby Grab Ruby while you can. Grab Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the easy listening. Let it burn. We've got to get to that industrial. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, all I had no idea that had even happened. Mm. So that was all news to me. Yep. But I didn't want to just release a remastered version or something because right. that's just boring. Because we've heard it, and, and remastering doesn't really make, well, you know, it might brighten it up a bit or whatever, but who cares? I quite like the original. And I just think, well, leave the original where it is, and let's do something completely new. All right, on. So are you, all the other tracks going to have more of a, an acoustic feel, too, do you think? Or is it going to be kind of all over the place? No, the original idea was to do a completely fully produced version and an acoustic version and release them both at the same time. But we're not going to have time to do that. So it will be the fully produced version and then the acoustic version or the electroacoustic or acoustic electro. What would you like? Electroacoustic or acoustic electro? (laughs) What do you think? Mm-hmm. One of the eyes. That'll come out like next year or something, beginning of next year or something. Okay, cool. Because right. I do like, I love acoustic stuff, and especially the way my brother plays acoustic guitar. He's is so yeah. brilliant. So. Well, I look forward to hearing more of that. That's exciting. Yes, I'm quite excited. But then generally, I'm quite excited most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite an exciting version. <laughs> Mark and I for bike rides quite often, don't we? Yeah, we did 16 miles today. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. But absolutely. I had to go for a lie down when I got home because it was yeah. just it was a bit too much for me. Yeah. But we have quite a good laugh and I'm teaching them to speak Scottish. And today's word, kiddies, was, what word is it? Havering. 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 And they, oh. Havering. You need to define Havering. Havering means to talk shite. Because oh. mm. only in the language is there one word that means talking shite. As in, oh, you're havering yeah. now. Havering again. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> havering. Havering. Aye, havering. Can you use it in a sentence? Use it in a sentence. I hope you're havering you. Or when I hover. Oh, I know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the man that's favoring. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Ah, there you go. That one. That one. Well, yeah, we know that reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had it. We had a total proclaimers moment on the bike ride. <laughs> you got a good start on 500 miles. Yeah. Hi. Well, just model. We'll be doing that the morning. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, but I, we've had some dinner and we're having a couple of glasses of wine because it's uh, <laughs> a couple. Yeah. It might be a wee bit, a wee bit of wine, <laughs> a wee bit of wine. Aye. Yeah, that's always different when we talk to you, especially in Scotland. It's just like we're having coffee. Yeah. <laughs> like, I um, so are you in? Are you six hours behind then? 
What time is it with you? Uh, 2.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. 2.30. So, yes, you're six hours behind me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It's 2.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. We've been pretty good. We have Oh, we only started drinking about an hour and a half ago. All right, Ian, we've only had a couple of glasses. Yeah. I know, I know. I mean, the Bloody glasses light. they've got half a bottle. In. Oh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you don't have really big glasses. You have to keep getting up. So, where's the wine from? What are you drinking? Uh, just now, it's prosecco. I've no idea where it is. Where it's from? It's oh, it's Italian actually. Oh, Italian. We got a chili, bottle of Chilean um, Sauvignon Blanc to go on. To. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's got Scotland drinking is part of the national. Yes, you it's, know, it's, it's a national sport. pastime. Really. Aye. Mm-hmm. It's kind of awkward, really. Yeah, it is. From the age of about 12, <laughs> part of the National Olympic, the Scottish Olympic drinking team. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the US's year with that. I don't know. I think our drinking has picked up oh, yeah. in the last year. A lot of Americans are probably drinking more than they have been. Yeah, it's skyrocketing. Yeah. Aye, and especially with lockdown, fucking e. Yeah, yeah. What else are you gonna do? Yeah. Are, are you guys at all still locked down, or is everybody just forgetting about it and just going about their daily business? It's fifty-fifty. Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as as far as like city restrictions and state restrictions, they're done. I mean, they just said, you know, right. it's, it's kind of like I said before, it's like Vietnam. We just pretend that we won by giving up and just walking away. Cases are skyrocketing. But yeah, as far as like any restrictions, like it, you, there's no more social distancing required here in like Colombia or anything. But a lot of people are doing it just out of personal choice. They're like, fuck you. It's not safe out there. You know? Right. But honestly, it's it's as much because they don't want to pay unemployment. Right. I absolutely. Oh, so you can go back to work because we don't want to pay you not to work. Yeah, we can't afford it. That's what it comes down to. And because they have fucked up the budget so much mm-hmm. that, yeah, they can't. Yeah. What about the artists that you're interviewing? Are you finding are you finding that lockdown has stimulated the creative process or are people finding finding that it blocks them? Well, I mean, as far as recording and stuff goes, I think a lot of them are they're still kind of plugging along with writing, but they're really having to focus so much on the business end of things without tours, without shows, right. you know, so it's promotion of merch. So I guess in that way, it's probably kind of hindered the process. Right. It's just that people have to focus so much on that. And that's what I'm trying to do is buy as much merch as I can here and there. And right. There, a lot of people are switching over to Patreon and, and right just really upping their band camp game and stuff to mm. to try to compensate so and band camp's been doing some pretty good stuff to kind of try and keep people giving oh we're giving our share up to the artists or mm-hmm. you know Why? a percentage goes to this not for profit whatever cause I think is what they were doing this weekend. And I, I, I'm glad that they're doing that. You see, and I'm sure you see it there too, with just Bye. different artists popping up. I didn't actually know anything about it because I, I keep my head in the sand and, and I live in the countryside and ignoring everything. But it was actually um, one of the guys that I'm working with who's doing all the artwork for the new Ruby project, the new Salt Peter project. He, it was him that told me that they're doing, it was every, the first Friday in every month for about four months, they're giving musicians 100% of their sales, mm-hmm. which I think is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then this, the Juneteenth thing was they were donating all of their fees to the NAACP. Mm-hmm. So they've really stepped up to help, which is fantastic. Which is I don't I don't see iTunes doing anything. Absolutely fuck all. <laughs> right, uh, you know, or Live Nation. I Spotify and everybody else. They're just you know they're doing absolutely nothing as far as I can see. Yeah, I mean, hell, Live Nation. I guess uh, according to the news the other day, was just talking about cutting payments to artists and reduce payments in twenty twenty one. Oh my god! Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. I think that this it's just like it's nobody's learned from this that to do anything about helping the economy when we do bounce back. They're just like, oh, look at how many corners we can cut now. Right. And the problem is we've already cut so many corners that we don't really have that much more that we can afford to cut off. Yeah. Unless it starts coming from the top one percent, and they don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like going to a big box store. You just you know. It used to be packed full of workers, everything else. Now you go there, nobody works there. They figure out the bare minimum of people they can hire just to keep it open. Right. I mean, gosh, some of the logistics on that are amazing. I've been reading about it. Like uh, Walmart stores figured out that like just 
even with the lack of security, they could lose like so much out of shoplifting and everything else that it was still worth it not to pay people to watch to get the shit stolen because of their profit margins. Wow. <laughs> so, so let's steal more from Walmart. They can it. That's the message. Yeah, mass <laughs> yep, they, they don't care. Stop gap measure. Yeah. I, I read a report in The Guardian today that um, because the creative industries are really struggling over here, theater and um, music and um, they reckon that the total combined loss from lockdown so far is seventy four billion pounds, oh, which God. in this in this economy that is a huge yeah. amount of money. Oh yeah, for the creative industry to lose. Uh, you know. And we've still got Brexit to look forward oh, to. The big what? I mean, Brexit is just going to sink without trade. The main reason I moved to Scotland is because of Brexit. I was so angry. I was in London for 30 years. When Brexit came in, I thought, fucking hell, fuck you Scotland because I'm betting that we vote for independence. Well, that's a good thing, though. If Brexit does happen after this, we're bound to get independence. If we don't get independence, I'll be the first one out there with a stick fucking beating people to death. You can maybe. <laughs> just going to round up a bunch of stories and beat them into their lives. Music, music news. Leslie Rankin threatens to go on rampage. Leslie Rankin postal. He's looking to take no notice of musicians at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drunk when sitting in the living room. Give me one more glass of wine and a big stick. Uh, may I ask a question to Leslie? What's what? next after you've done the reboot, the reconstruction of Salt, oh, Salt Peter? Peter? What's next on your creative agenda? Well, on my creative agenda, well, there'll be the... Well, I think it was 1st of November that the original Salt Peter was released, so the properly produced one will be being released on the 1st of November this year. Oh, cool. And then maybe February or March or something, mm-hmm. bring it the acoustic one. And the thing is, also, I've been working on this new album since about um, right. uh, 1845. <laughs> so, I'll get that done next year. I've got, you know, I've, my mum's uh, away. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, son is leaving home next year. I'll have my life back and fucking A gets things done. I've been working on this album since 2014. In fact, since since Waiting for Light came out, I started working on this new uh, new tracks and for an album called Built for Storms. <laughs> so that'll hopefully come. Built for Storms, what did you think of the title? I've no idea. I was hoping to be a story. Well, I suppose that's just um <laughs> women in it. Built for storms. Yeah. Well, you know. What? I was think. I suppose yeah, thinking of the shit we have to put up with. That's, good. That's a really yeah. good title. Anyway, and it get it means I can do artwork about you know people that have all their faces battered in and and bloody and bruised and stuff like oh. and gore, oh. which is kind of what I like to do. I like to do nice watercolors of people who have gone ten rounds with ties. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, he's coming yep. back. Yep. Is he? Oh God. He's got a booming cannabis business right now, doing real well out there in California. Really? Yeah, yeah, but he's uh, yeah, he's, he's back. I saw a couple of videos uh, of him uh, hey. throwing some punches, and still scares the shit out of me. I wouldn't want to. Hey. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in front of one of them. Yeah, I wouldn't even want to run into him on a bad night. My taking punches days are over anyway. <laughs> Might. <laughs> so is uh is cannabis is he gone is he so calmed them down a bit different different places i mean west coast it's i mean all up and down the west coast is a man now it's it's completely legal just recreational everything yeah colorado and and oh. it's about it is technically is here medical right they haven't got any facilities um open Good. Right. Yeah, recreational isn't open. I'm constantly amazed that parts of America have legalized cannabis. Oh, yeah. And even more, slightly more conservative parts of America have legalized cannabis before Britain has. Oh, God. And, well, and, we're just we're just a hypocrite world. Hypocrisy. Uh, absolutely. Hypocrisy. I mean, we, we produce, do you know, we produce 65% of the world's medical cannabis. Yeah. Oh, really? But <gasps> medical cannabis is not available here in the yeah. UK. Right. I mean, that's how Isn't ridiculous this stupid, uh, stupid country is. Yes. We can't trust our populace. 
yeah. with the, what we produce. I mean, it's just insane. Mm. I hate that. that is very weird. So you can legally produce it and sell it outside the country? Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Weird. 65% yeah. of all medical cannabis is produced so, in the UK. Where the fuck are they producing There are it? huge cannabis farms in the center of the UK. Where? Huge where? Sounds like a bike ride. Really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this earlier, actually, because my, my best friend lives in LA. So when I was out there last, he, well, he lives in the Hollywood Hills now. He lived in Beverly Hills before. So I've been <laughs> right. totally spoiled for LA. I think LA is a fabulous place. But we got completely wasted on um, on cannabis gummies and um, and the kind of little toking pens and stuff and just had a ball. See, that's right. just so civilized. And it's probably far better for you. Physically. I must admit, I didn't find my economic activity was in, impacted at all, really. Oh, really? No. Oh. It was going to be far better for your liver. The only thing it, it might affect is your brain if you're if you're not quite suited to stuff or if you do, right. do a bit too much of it. But, yeah. you know, fuck that. Who needs a brain? My God, you'll be saying MAGA now. Oh, no, 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 never, ever. It's an intoxicant for sure. I mean, and nobody's denying that. But, you know, just like you say, same thing for alcohol, but just much worse for you, yeah. much more dangerous. And the revenue that they're making in these states is outrageous. The amount of money yeah. they're making in taxes. Yes. And they're funneling that back in education in Colorado. And uh, yeah, it's going a long way. And they've got to find new tax money because they're afraid to raise taxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably part of it. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we can tax this and not feel bad about it. Yeah. Tax the people who are actually enjoying themselves instead of taxing the people who are making huge amounts of money yeah. at the expense of the workers like Jeff Bezos. He doesn't get taxed. Right. And, and they keep using the tired trickle down arguments. They just come up with different names for it every few years. Sure. <laughs> that it's going to, oh, if you just cut the rich people a break, it's all going to. That's how they got rich. Filter itself down to everybody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. no I'm going to buy a billion dollar yacht. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Buy a billion dollar yacht. And the rest of it, they'll siphon off abroad somewhere, right? And they'll spend. It on- no, no, if you if you're Betsy DeVos, you buy ten yachts. All right, okay. She's got ten. She's the, she's the education secretary and says, "Our education for ten yachts." Who's never been a teacher? All right, DeVos. She was the one who she's so she's been education secretary since 2016 or something, wasn't she? Yeah. She got grilled by somebody, whoever it was, asking how how <laughs> fit she was for the job, and she has absolutely no clue about education at all, doesn't nope. she? She's got no experience, has never been outside of a private school in her life, has never taught, never been an administrator. She was just kind of a rich person that kind of that was an advocate for private schools. Private schools, basically, yeah. Yeah. Her family foundation was the one was the biggest donor behind the paid protesters that went to the Michigan State House with guns uh, uh, demanding the end of lockdown. They were funded by her foundation. Her family's creepy. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Oh, my God. I thought our country was fucked up. In fact, I knew your country (laughs) was fucked up. I mean, all and I knew America was fucked up, but I didn't realize it was quite that well nodded. Actually, I did. Sorry. In there? Yes. And yes. And I suppose the thing is that you, you, you uncover all these. Yeah. You think it can't get any worse, and then it fucking does. And people just talk media houses that have been manipulated. You see, I don't think I really understood. I didn't. I don't think I really understood um, America until I dated long distance to uh, Colorado for a couple of years. And I remember going into hunting and fishing superstore kind of thing out on this trip in Colorado. And it was just like, it had all these antlers in the front and they had these gigantic like dioramas of bears and fighting and wolves fighting. And they had this huge gun department and all these enormous people going around going, well, I'm going to get my Billy Bob on a shotgun before days out. Billy Bob was about <laughs> nine years old. Yeah. I was oh, like, oh, my sake. God, this place is insane. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Buying guns for children. <laughs> no. The Chilean earthquake had just happened at the time. 
and I had I was I was listening to the local news and stuff. I heard about the Chilean earthquake first because a local dignitary's wife was having a <laughs> fundraiser for the Chilean earthquake, and I thought, what Chilean earthquake? Right. You don't know any world outside. But then you can squish the UK into a square. It fits exactly inside Colorado with about 30 miles oh, really? border. I think I was given my first gun by my father when I was about probably eight or nine years old. Yep. I mean, he wasn't just like, here, yo, knock yourself out, shithead. You know, he was like, uh, you know, <laughs> it was, you know, went hunting. And like, I took classes and everything else like that. And he went with me and we went like rabbit hunting and stuff like that. Uh, Right. We grew up in a part of the country where that was very much a part. That, that, that was normal. Uh, it wasn't that AK-47 that he gave you, was it? AL-15. <laughs> no, it wasn't. AL-15. 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 So what's an AK-47? Isn't that much the same kind of a thing? Right. Isn't that, um, uh, <laughs> AL-15 is a much better right. weapon than AK-47. Let's not go into that. All right, okay. Growing up for us, like if you took a gun to school, it was deer season. Right. Yeah. Especially where, where we live. Like the kids used to drive back. I mean, this is a lot of this is, has been banished since like a, a lot of the school shootings and everything else. It's changed since then. But kids used to have racks uh, in the backs of their pickup trucks and they would go like into school during deer season. They'd have like a loaded rifle up in the back window. Fucking And so when they got out of school, they could go set up and go deer hunting. Right. Put on their camouflage and their locker. And nobody thought anything about it. I didn't think anything about it. It was so normal. No, I didn't either. I wonder what the tipping point was or what, what was it that set the first person off to, to, to start shooting? I don't know. I mean, I, I think a lot of it's cultural. I think a lot of it's uh, families. I think sometimes it's communities. And but like I saying, like where we grew up, and just generally in the Midwest, a lot of us didn't equivalate guns with violence necessarily. Okay. We equivalated with sport. You know, okay. it was like this for hunting. This is for you know. Okay. Maybe if you saw somebody with like a, a revolver in their pocket or something, you'd be like, oh shit, you know, or right. you know, or if you're in an urban ar- urban area where they had no business having a rifle walking around like the streets of Chicago. Right. <laughs> that's going to make you nervous. Yeah. But uh, it's just, we just didn't equivalent that. But I don't know. They certainly didn't in areas like uh, Columbine in Colorado either, but that didn't stop those kids. Uh, right. But that, that culture's changed and the NRA has built so much fear uh-huh. into people. Yeah. yeah. We're going to come take your guns. And nobody said, we're going to take all your guns. We're just saying, let's be kind of responsible with this shit because these things are dangerous. Hi. And no, they're coming to take your guns. And what happens when they build that fear? Well, people, A, they'll buy more membership to the NRA. They'll pay into it. Uh-huh. And they make boatloads of money. And they go out and buy more guns and ammo because they think they're going to be taken away. And they want to stock up yep. before the government comes and takes everything from them. And the government has never said, we want to take all your guns. Uh, yeah. No, they just need to spend them, giving them to nutcases to build a massive arsenal of arms that they can take to hotel and just you know yeah. stick it out the window and shoot hundreds of folks. Now what's terrifying is those are the Trump supporters. Yeah. Right? So when he doesn't win, if he doesn't win, yeah. there's there's not any convincing them because like we talked about earlier, logic is not part of the equation yeah. for them. Uh-huh. Right? You're not gonna rationalize it and say, no, your guy really did lose. <laughs> They're gonna be like it's 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 QAnon and the goddamn liberals yep. have yeah. taken over our country, and we're going to take our country back, goddamn it! And they've got guns. Yep. Didn't he say that? Didn't he say something alluding to his intention not to accept the result if he loses? Wasn't it? Somebody who said something recently that he'd said something like, "Well, if." Yeah, he's made allusions to Yeah, he has. Yeah. And what's even scarier about that now is when you've got a pandemic going on yeah. and you've got all these national crises, it's a good excuse to say, you know what, we're suspending elections for right now. It's just, you know, it's not a good time to change leadership. And, yeah. you know, it's like, shit, that gets scary. That is a bit scary. I'm I sorry. Though, I, I think that if they were that clever strategists, you say they're not very clever strategists. No. If that was their intention, then they wouldn't be doing this whole, oh, it's all over, we're yeah. moving on from it, blah, 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 blah. Right. Against that strategy. I think they'd have a lot of difficulty yeah. in the interview pivoting to, oh, we're going to cancel the elections. Right. Oh, what for the thing that is 
problem anymore. That's the thing, it, it doesn't matter what, because at first you say, oh, well, it, was, it wasn't a problem, and then suddenly it's a problem, and you'll just turn around and say, oh, suddenly it's a problem again. Right. You know what yeah, I think? Mean? Right. Nah. We just had an example of them not being that clever and it biting them in the ass. Uh-huh. So they went to the Supreme Court with the whole DACA. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And the Supreme Court's like, no, you can't do this. And John Roberts, the head justice, basically said, you know what? If you'd have gone about it a little smarter and not been so blatant, you probably could have got this through. Right. But it was so blatant had to say no. Yeah. Right. Already screwed that up. He basically told them if you'd have said if you'd have presented it in a better way, you could have probably passed this. Uh-huh. But it was it was so blatant that this was what you were trying to do that I had to put my foot down. <laughs> right. You blew it, dumbass. So thank you for being incompetent. <laughs> yeah. Hi. I know I think he he really didn't didn't mean to become president in the first place. I think they've been scrabbling to chase their arses ever since. And I suppose the White House his staff are just constantly on alert and scrabbling to try and put a band-aid on whatever fuck up he comes up with from day to day. Yeah. I've I've had that theory for a while that maybe he didn't I mean that's what Michael Wolf said in uh his book. Yeah. It's just that he never wanted to be elected in the first place. Yeah. And he was just gonna be you know, he was gonna go up there, he's gonna lose and he was gonna blame the swamp and Hillary and yeah. you know, well what can I do? I guess I'm gonna sell more MAGA hats and it, it was gonna help his brand. You know, he was just gonna Continue that way. I mean, Will said that he was in the room when they found out the results, and Melania is crying in the corner, and he's consult and he's consoling her, saying it's going to be okay. Wow. It's going to be okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like for if that book's amazing, Fire and Fury. If you ever read it, yeah, I, okay. I loved it. I'm going to have to get that. Yeah, it's good. Right. Just listen to the audio book, even it's good. Right. But yeah, what amazes me is how long they let that guy just stay in the room. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. he's a fairly conservative author. I guess they thought they were safe as a journalist. Right. But then he's just like, "Holy shit! I can't believe they're saying all this in front of me. They're doing all this right here." You know, I'm sitting here taking notes. Just testament to how how out of the depths they are, though. Yeah. You know, anybody kind of knew what was knew what way was up would see somebody sitting at the yeah. side of the room watching all this, <laughs> writing it down. Right? Who the fuck did I got? I think part of it when you're in that world, you live in such a bubble yeah. that you think that the majority is out there, right there with you. Like everybody's on my side, everybody sees it my way, right. and everything else is a lie. Uh-huh. So they're thinking, "Oh, this guy sees this guy probably sees the truth." Right? He's on our team, and, <laughs> right? And in reality, you're like in the 15 to 20 percent minority uh, yeah mm. maybe 30 I, what is it trump supporters are 35 percent of the population oh uh, yeah somewhere around there well it changes every day with polls but yeah i heard um uh somebody talk on msnbc the other day and they said he said he thought it was somewhere around the kind of 30 maybe 29 28 percent the hardcore right. right the absolute hardcore about a third yeah there's right. a kind of 12, 7% on top that are kind of, well, you know, lesser of two evils. We kind of don't take him literally, you right. know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So who knows if they're persuadable. Yeah. Is there any chance you're getting rid of the Electoral College? No. <laughs> not yet. I don't Not yet. There's a lot of movement for it, but I just don't. If, if we can, it's going to take turning over the Senate yeah. and the presidency for it to happen. Yeah, it really will. That's not impossible from what I've heard, because hey. um, you've got quite a lot of states on the turn. I mean, Montana's looking looking good for the Democrats. Arizona's looking good for the mm. Democrats. Yeah. Maine, possibly get rid of Collins. But your knowledge of what's going on over there, I don't even know what's going on. No kidding. I'm going to get my news from you. <laughs> yeah. A lot of friends in America, and they're all constantly like, how do you know so much about U.S. politics, you know? Oh, shit. We, we don't even know. Well, sometimes European news sources are more on it than the American ones can be. Sure. I, I think so. And maybe a broader spectrum of news that we get from the States. Than no, I just watch a shitload of news. Do you? <laughs> I watch Stephen Colbert, I watch right. Seth Meyers, right. I watch MSNBC, CNN, and a tiny bit of Fox News if I can stomach it, which is usually about five what? minutes. What? Sun Tzu, know your enemy, art of war. Yeah. I love you quoted that. Fantastic. That's that's the rule. I mean, uh, yeah, you, you have to. You have to scroll that. Hell, I used to. I mean, as nauseating it is, I used to commute about an hour to work, and I would listen to, like, Sean Hannity. Yeah. Trying to stomach it. Really hard to do in the afternoon. I've uh, Yeah. 
I, I went through phase doing stuff like that. And then I just get tired of screaming at the radio. Yeah. Hi. Well, I, I got to a point that I could just shake my head. But the funny thing was, every time that you got home in the evening news, the talking points out of Donald Trump's mouth every day were just down the line. I mean, down to terminology, everything else, turns of phrase, were all the same things that Cheyenne had even saying. I mean, he was his mouthpiece. Yeah. It was amazing to watch. It was just like, that's exactly the sentence, you know, Hannity used on the way home. And they do. They all have their talking points. And you can follow the Fox News down the line it's the same uh, if you listen to that stuff though too if you listen to sean hannity and rush limbaugh you can hear like the subliminal things that they're doing if you're paying attention to it uh, right because they know they know they have a low iq audience they know it yeah and what do they do they play into that by saying you are so smart Uh to agree with me right and they'll find really subtle ways of saying how smart you are to agree with me and people like especially dumb people like to be told they're smart yeah 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 isn't that the dunning-kruger yes, thing exactly. mm-hmm. i can't stand watching boris i can't stand if trump comes on anything i have to immediately switch it off it's like my tolerance for it has gone absolutely down the pan and i can't stand it and i'm quite scared about that because it means i'm missing out on what that cunt is saying right you know what i mean yeah it'll get back to you it'll get back to you yeah that's that's kind of how I'm observing it second hand anyway. Oh. You know, I'll just wait for him to say it and then see what he said. Oh, no, I can't stand it. Yeah. I get I start getting palpitations <laughs> and it's like I'm standing in my kitchen having full-blown road rage. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I do. It's it's horrendous. And I have to go and have a lie down. Uh, <laughs> whilst it's a totally agonizing time the last few yeah. years, uh, it's been a very good few years in some ways for artists in uh, terms of what to react against. Yeah. You know, well, it always is. Great- it always is. Like and during the Thatcher era, era remember all the music yeah, that yeah, came out yeah. then and whenever there's some wanker in charge and things get much worse for people on the ground it's always channeled into creativity yeah. and, and much more kind of yeah. new and exciting stuff mm-hmm. can we expect a political album from you at some point no you can't <laughs> <laughs> no fuck off <laughs> alright okay <laughs> you write me some political and I'll do some, uh, you had yeah. that first last exclusive. All right, track one. I'm gonna get a stick. <laughs> yes. You know, I've got to say though, I say this on, on on my post on Facebook. Was it last night or the night before? There's some things that I keep seeing, like Katie Price. She's I don't know if you know who, who she is, but in, in Britain she's this hideous right wing. She's kind of like the female Trump. Okay. Uh-huh. Katie Hawkins. She's absolutely hideous but she just got banned from twitter she's not been banned permanent. from a uh, permanent ban wow um she's not been banned from facebook or anything. there are we set wee kind of glimmers of things starting to turn around and i think the thing is we i think we need this liberals need this all of this shit to get out the girls to kick up the ass because we were totally asleep yeah we were safe in yeah yeah that the humanity progressed every year we progressed somewhat even if it was too slow or it was just tiny little bits at a time at least we progressed and then these cunts came in and are trying to drag us back to the 1970s where police can just murder black people whenever they like and businessmen can just rape the world for whatever they want out of it poison the water hole get away with everything and we needed a massive kick up the ass and hopefully we have gotten into the thing the problem is and also the pandemic but the problem is (coughs) Once we get out of this lockdown, I think the instinct to go slide back into normality is something we'll, it'll be quite mm. hard to fight against, and we'll have to fight. I, I mean, I'm sort of, I'm sort of, I think the Martin Luther King quote about the long arc of history yeah. right, you know, and the tide of progress. Yeah. Look at where we are now yeah. compared to where we are, even 20 or 30 years ago. Mm. You know, when I grew up as a kid, you know, racial mm. slurs were mm. absolutely normal. common, and normal, and oh, yeah. Homophobia. The year I was born, it was illegal to be gay. And we were significantly discriminated Mm. against until certainly in 1997 it started to change. Mm -hmm. But the tide hasn't been backwards. 
Mm. You know, and we're talking about trans rights a lot. Mm-hmm. My, um, my niece is in is trans, so she's struggling with it at the moment. She's trans. Mm. But I feel that you look at the Supreme Court decision yeah, on LGBT rights and even, even, even a conservative Supreme Court yeah. is refusing to hear gun cases. It's ruling in favour of LGBT yeah. rights. It's so difficult to roll back. Instagram all the time. It's my main platform that I use. Mm, but well, don't follow the but, people I follow. All right, no. <laughs> I, I think I have a different experience from everybody else because most of the folk that I follow on on and that I see on my Facebook feed, the feed are nice people who all kind of think the same way I do. No, I don't. Yeah. No, and but, do you and my <laughs> folk on my Instagram feed are all people that are are, are quite nice people, and I'm a, I think where are all the trolls? That everybody's used. I feel it's only that. No, that you didn't troll me. I just that. feel worthless in comparison. Do you? Yeah. No. <laughs> I've got I've got trolls, but they're my cousins, you know, and my uncles. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. 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 It's the family ones. <laughs> right. See, I'm the one in my family that I get the job to tell the rubbish ones to fuck off. Right. <laughs> it's always my job. Yeah. Tell like my big brother's old rubbish girlfriends it was time for them to fuck off and stuff like that and and crap family members. So you know if you want me to um, tell your uh, your trolley cousins to fuck off, I can do that. Right, but I troll them right back too. Sure. Oh, yeah, all right. They'll post the most ridiculous shit, and you know that they drive me crazy too. And sometimes I get a little deeper into it than I mean to, because yeah. I, I care about them because I'm related to them and have known them my entire life, and I don't want them to make themselves look like the idiots they're making themselves look like. Mm. Yeah, I certainly have snoozed on a lot more people, deleted a few people. The crazy thing about this is even though this idiot's been president for three years, yeah. it seems like ever since the uh, the George Floyd murder, yeah. they're really coming out of the woodwork. I mean, it just surprised me. Like, we friend some people, like, for, for the podcast, or they're, you know, fans or whatever, and, and yeah. may not necessarily know them, or they're, or they're friends with a lot of bands that, you know, that I'm friends with. And But yeah, it's like we had one mm. I, just the other day that I was in a group with about two or three other band members and they were like yeah we, we've known this gal you know for like two or three years and you know she says some things that are a little righty every once in a while and we just kind of ignore it it's like you know to each their own like yeah then just posted a picture of her in full-on like nazi regalia <laughs> you know with her boyfriend and everybody's like holy shit oh my God. you know and she's just like letting it fly right. you know everybody delete 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 right. down the line got rid of her but it was just like holy shit they're just like you never know you know, people just in the woodwork. Uh, and I mean, there's been a couple of those that we were all getting on in different rooms. We're like, did, do you know this kind of, you know, and everybody knew him. We thought right. just horrible, you know, racial slurs and everything was coming out of people. It's just like, that wasn't even there, you know, two or three years ago. I really don't understand. Right. And they will still, I guarantee you, a bunch of them will still argue that they're not racist. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, and it's, it's the weirdest fucking shit. Like, I'm not a racist. Why? And I, I was just saying this last night. In, in my book, if you literally, if you feel the need to make the argument that you're not a racist, you're probably a racist. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I hear from him. I get so sick and tired of being called a racist. You have that problem? I, I <laughs> never have that problem. Nobody calls me racist. Yeah. I'll question my biases. I'll work on them. You know, I mean, everybody should. Everybody should continue to grow and learn. But Yeah. And if you're honest, you're going to be able to go, yeah, probably I've got some racist stuff in me. That's not intentional. And that's stuff I can work on. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. I, but if so, I suppose if, so, if somebody, that's that's the, the, the question answering itself, isn't it? Yeah. The, it's, somebody <laughs> keeps calling me racist. You know what I mean? It's well, like, I mean, yeah. you, must, you must know by now. Right. But usually the people who say, I'm racist are the people who just don't right. have the slightest idea, idea of what racism is. I are quite is. privileged is that they're just, right. they don't know I, I, there's a guy on the, I on the telly the other night saying, oh, I'm, I'm white. I don't have white privilege. Yeah. I worked my ass off <laughs> from this yacht. <laughs> <laughs> 
you have to like make an effort to name black people right. or whatever color yeah. people that you know, yeah. you're a racist. A lot of my friends are, yeah. 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 But yeah, and, and people also too are just confusing yeah. privilege with wealth and it's not the same thing. And there's a problem, right. there's a problem in kind of a quandary that, that goes along with white privilege is mainly the reason you don't realize you have it is because you're living in it and you're unaware. Right. You know, when, when you when you hail a taxi, and it pulls yeah. right over for you. You don't, you know, you don't know what you'll never know what it's like to be a black person. You're living in that. You can't recognize yeah. it. And until you see it yeah. and you empathize with other people, that's the only way you recognize it. But uh, if you're not going to do that, you're never going to notice it. Yeah. Right. You're an infant that doesn't realize how lucky you are to have that boob in your mouth. Yeah. Right. Shit, I'm sure I experience it all the time and don't recognize when it happens necessarily. But I know it's there. Yeah. Sure as hell know it's there. Mm -hmm. uh, seven o'clock today, Eastern time, is when the Trump 2020 campaign also starts. All right. Mm. I can feel the booty dripping here. Oh, yeah. Let's give us another glass and tune into the, the Trump. I, we'll have a watch party. I, I don't want to watch it for what it is, but I'm, I know if I don't watch it, something's going to happen. Yeah. You know, something crazy like the Oscars or something. There's always some shit that happens, you know? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. And then you're like, God damn it. I wish I'd watch it. You know, him storm the stage. Or we could do like an MST3K kind of thing. Or overdub it. Yeah. Where we just all just kind of watch it together <laughs> and make <laughs> comments. Uh, I don't think I can do it. No, I <laughs> end up throwing my glass at the telly and just can't stand it. I cannot stand the sound of his voice, his mannerisms, everything. Everything. Bad. It's making me queasy, Arnie. Well, if you do decide to make like a political project, like some sort of yeah. group or whatever, I think Big Stick would be a great name for it. Yeah. Mm. Big Stick. Oh. Ooh, that's pretty good, actually. It's got like an arena rock kind of power pop. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Right. Good reason I dig that big stick. Yeah. Probably already a band. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. It could be a song or album title too. Yeah. Mm. It could it could almost like if you if you said it the wrong way, it could make it it could sound like phallic. Liner notes. We love liner notes. Yeah. Yeah. I was real disappointed. I looked up the other day. Just my favorite name of a band I always wanted to have was, uh, I wanted to call them the Monthlies. But turns out there's already a band with that name, so it's taken. Mm. Uh, I think you just have to ignore the fact that there's other bands called that name. I mean, in fact, when I started Ruby, I had to pay off some band in Portland or something because they were called Ruby. Oh, really? But now there's just millions of bands all have the same name. That's true. And and looking them up, they've only got like 725 likes on Facebook. So maybe maybe we can help them with that, though, just for having a clever name. <laughs> we'll have them on. <laughs> we'll have them on. So what was it? You wanted to ask another music question. No, was it, Mark? it was completely unrelated to politics. Oh, was it? All right. Carry on. Music. Yes, you know, so we're supposed to be on the Pigface tour right now. Yeah. I should be away. Uh, what a bummer, eh? I don't know where we were playing tonight. What date is it? 20th. This is the, the end of June 20th. Tulsa. Tulsa. Aye, Tulsa. <laughs> it probably should have been Tulsa tonight. Yeah. Fucking A. That would be a laugh. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just kind of NH along. Yeah, I was originally supposed to be doing some more like a West Coast shit, wasn't it? Or heading that way. Aye. Well, I think uh, West Coast and then back up the middle. Down, down to New Orleans again, then back up in the middle. Yeah. But it was like right up till the beginning of July, 7th of July or something it was ending. Uh, I hope we can uh, reschedule. Uh, you know, I noticed Nine Inch Nails have booked a tour in October. So our band's all playing gigs are in the States now. They're booking them, some of them. I keep seeing like posts of like, oh, this is tentatively scheduled. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of them just said, forget it just next year altogether. I know because like a Faith No More had a big uh, tour coming up yeah. and they were like just postponed to 2021 and we're just calling it yeah. and i think those who made those decisions are stuck or you know they're sticking with them yeah. but i think others that just were up in the air about their plans are like tentatively gonna do that i mean everything's right. opening back up it's just so touchy man I, we read uh, today in florida four thousand new cases of coronavirus in one day Oh, my God. The largest increase. And by the way, that's where they've moved the Republican National Convention. Oh, is it? Wait on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In North Carolina. North Carolina said, nope, I, we don't feel good doing it here. And I think it was Jacksonville that stepped up. 
Oh, man. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. <laughs> we'll do it. Bring him to Florida. Oh. Even where we live, I was reading that, like, Missouri has more active cases than uh, Australia, than the entire continent, just in our state. Oh, well, we're the ones. Did you see, the, like, the national news, the Lake of the Ozarks? It, it went oh, yeah. viral. Hey. Everybody partying. Yeah, Memorial Day. Okay. At a pool party. Yeah. That was in Missouri, where we're at. Yeah, it's about an hour from my house. That made CNN that day. Yeah. So, what do you guys do when you go out? Because you've got kids and stuff as well, don't you? Yeah. I mean, do you, are you all with masks and gloves and stuff when you go out? Yeah. I mean, that's what I do. I, I'm working from home, but I'll go into the office like once a week and then come back home and I'll right. pee, you know, I'll PPA up. And we have a designated, my wife does a designated shopping. So there's only one person being sent out to the store. Right. I mean, we're just treating it like we're still on lockdown regardless. In the pandemic. Right. But the thing is, like you say, the other assholes out there are going to ruin that for us anyway. So it doesn't really matter. You know, to a degree, we can wear the mask. But usually when you wear that, you wear that for someone else. Yeah. Right. Other people are doing it. Yeah. It doesn't do much to protect you. So when every other idiot is is out at our mega grocery stores that we have here and they're not wearing masks and they're, you know, picking their nose and grabbing their macaroni and cheese. That's where we're at. So just waiting for it to come to us, mostly. (laughs) By the time it gets to us, hopefully they'll have something figured out. You know, that's almost the way you have to look at it because people are just not careful and they don't care. They just want to be done with it. And I get wanting to be done with it. I want to be done with it. My kid has not spent time with another kid in like three months. Yeah. More. Right. He's a 10-year-old. That's not natural. Yeah. So what about school? Is everybody kind of homeschooling and, and stuff? Are our schools supposed to be open? Are they closed or what? Right now, we're in the, the last throes of summer school, which is non-compulsory. Right. So school is wrapped up for the year. But since about March 18th, schools were closed here in Missouri. Right, right. And we, uh, we all did uh, distance learning. Right. Just online. Right. Which, as you can imagine, for things like special education, for things like right. <laughs> how do you teach PE? Through a computer, physical ed, yeah. uh, it doesn't happen. You know, I don't know. I don't know that it's been the best. Well, this is all we could do. Yep. Right. But the thing that kind of worries me is just the, the fact that, like, we're looking here in, like, Boone County, Missouri, when the first six cases hit here, it was enough to make us go, oh, shit, we need to shut everything down now. Right. Now we're up to 60 active cases in my town. Yeah, thousands that are in the interim, but 60 actives. Right. And they're like, yep, yep. This just go ten times as many as what it took to shut everything down. Right, is time to open everything back up. It makes no sense. Right, and we've got a very, very incompetent governor, right, <laughs> who is just complacent. Whatever the president says, basically, he's going to follow that. Oh God, you know. Oh, okay. Well, we're opening back up. I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> Yeah. Really? What are, what are the families or the people who are dead? Oh, my God. They don't exist. Yeah. Well, it's a conspiracy. Yes. They're state actors. They're not real. It's a hoax. Yeah. Had somebody asked me, they're like, you know, well, how many people do you really know personally? And I was like, well, you know, let me think. Uh, four, two who died. No, three who died. Um, and one other who recovered. Hey. But yeah, four. And it's just like, you know, you looked at me like the answer was going to be zero. Right, they're waiting. Yeah, are you making that up? No, uh, no, fortunately, not. That's another thing. Conspiracy theorists, they need to be rounded up and put in a little fence and hit with sticks as yes. well. I'm yes. sorry. The whole fucking <laughs> anti vaxxers, they need their ankles snipped with gun and shears. Yeah. If you ran all the QAnon people up and kind of push them into a big <laughs> hole and brought in enough liquid concrete <laughs> to yeah. kill the hole, yeah. I think humanity would probably be better off. Right. Yes, I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is what we do on a daily basis. And these are, seriously, the little fantasies I have, just to li- bring my heart rate down <laughs> and bring the palpitations and, and try and try and quell the road rage within. I can see the campaign commercials, like, solving the world's problems, one big hole yeah. and one big stick at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Just back them in there. So I'm just curious, do you guys prefer to go by Illuminati or New World Order? I can't decide. (laughs) I go back and forth. Yes. I prefer aluminum. There you go. (laughs) The plural. Yeah. Yeah, there's more wine in the thing. So um, what are you guys going to do? Oh, it's Father's Day tomorrow. It is. My kid's coming up from 
well, from Mattstown, from Kansas City. Yeah. Possibly seat in laws. Be the first time we've seen them in months, too. So. All right. Wow. I, I think I'm going to just have meals made for me and get to pick what we watch on the television. There you go. <laughs> That's my big day. I, I think there are some gifts waiting for me. I hope. Woo-hoo! Oh, and we're posting our, we're posting like our kids episode where we did that. Yeah. Good plug. All right. Yes. Our, our kids, right. my daughter and his son around the same age, 10 and 10 and 11 right. wanted to do their own podcast episode. Right. We've been sitting on it till father's day. So we're going to throw that up. Oh, nice. So they're plugging. It's, it's pretty funny. There's gold in there. We just had on um, Creston from Harvey Milk last night. His episode should be dropping soon. Anything else you were wanting to plug? Anything else going on besides all the wonderful news about the album? Uh, Yeah, we're releasing a single every month until the album drops. So every month on Bandcamp, in fact, everywhere it'll be released. Uh, I'm not sure. I think the next one's Heidi. I think we decided that. Right on. Uh, so the next one will be dropping on, a, I think it's the 3rd of July. Is that a Friday? Look it up, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think the 3rd of July. Yes, and, uh, Friday the 3rd of July will be the next Ruby single dropping on Bandcamp and mm-hmm. various outlets thereafter. So um, mm-hmm. collect your pennies. And the last single, The Whole is Equal to the Sum of Its Parts, Acoustic, is still available and all of the money from that is going to uh, racial justice charities act blue in the states uh, bail funding uh, charity in the states and the stephen lawrence charitable trust in the uk so if you go and spend your pennies on that it all goes to the cause right on we totally appreciate that especially especially sending some money our way Could use it. well i think it's only since oh god my cat's just <laughs> <laughs> this is what Lucky. happened Wookie, come here. I'm totally... Come here. Cat face. Quite a big lad. He's very fluffy and he's very nice, but he likes to get up on my lap and basically land right in front of my face. Yeah, it's got him now. (laughs) Right on. All right. Well, we don't want to keep you too late or anything. It was nice to talk to you. Let's have another chat after November, eh? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, for not sending spoke signals across the Atlantic. and. Right. That'll be a lot. Thanks for coming. Man, we, we always have a great time when you're on. Right. Thank you very much. All right, folks. You've been listening to Undetermined the Podcast with Leslie Rankin. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot. Uh, look look out for those drops. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do.